Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. An opportunity where we take, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to talk through a scripture of the day and to look at it in context and apply it to our lives, always looking to deepen our relationship with God. Scripture leads us to God. It's inspired by Spirit, so when we read it and take it in and think about it, pray it through, we're interacting with God with His voice. Now, of course, we can miss it, but it's such a great treasure that God has put into our lives, and we um, just shouldn't neglect it. So here at Crosspoint, we work hard not to do that, and I'm so glad you're a part of that. I'm glad that you're here along for the ride to help us work together to not neglect the Scripture in our lives. And if you um, live out of state and just don't have anything to do with Crosspoint, um, you are so welcome here. I'm glad that you're listening. You pass this on to any friend or family member, whoever you think might benefit from it, okay? Um, we have a practical and really uplifting verse of the day today from Psalm 94. Okay, Psalm 94, verse, uh, let's see, 19. Psalm 94, verse 19. In the ESV, it reads, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. All right? Um, I say this practical because um, this is not um, a word of encouragement only for those who are winning it right now. Um, this is not just a word for people who are on top. This is um, for those of us, and I think it's probably all of us, um, who find ourselves on several occasions just overwhelmed, you know, overwhelmed by what's going on in life. And I love how the Bible just practically spells it out. Um, let's see if Psalm 94 lists an author. Okay, this one doesn't, the Bible doesn't have an author for this one at the beginning. So um, when we find ourselves overwhelmed, uh, the Bible knows about us and God knows about us. So it says, when the cares of my heart are many. <laughs> I mean, that may not be the way you talk. It's not the way I talk um, most of the time. But it says it so well. Um, man, I've laid there staring at the ceiling. Maybe you have, or I've laid there or sat there with my head in my hands. Or I've sat behind the wheel of the car and um, just not knowing what I was going to do. Just overwhelmed. The cares of my heart were many. So what I love, though, and this is Christianity, is that right next to it, so not when the cares of my heart are many, you can know you mess something up. No, it doesn't say that. I mean, it could. Yep, messing stuff up brings cares. But when the cares of my heart are many, you can know you're not as good of a Christian as you should be. No, it doesn't say that. Um, when the cares of my heart are many, God wants you to go away and fix that and then come back. <laughs> no. Uh, the verse, you know, is in two parts. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. So it's it's during those times, right there with those times, God knows about that type of stuff. He knows um, that we're going to go through it. And his, the consolations of God. That's an interesting word. Um, one form of it you may be familiar with is when someone is very sad and you console them, you console them. It's kind of an old fashioned way to put it, but, um, or we might say that a child was inconsolable. That would mean that no matter what you said or did, or, you know, offered to help them calm down, they just won't. 
That's an inconsolable child or an inconsolable person. Consolation means that even though there's a lot wrong in light of this fact, though, so there's still something wrong, but because of this, this consolation, um, it brings cheer, joy, peace, respite, whatever, right in the face of the problem happening, okay? And the reason why I'm taking so much time with this is because it is so central to following Christ. Um, looking for the consolation of God, of his spirit, of his word, of the people of God, of the promises of God, of our future in heaven, looking for those things within a world that's hard, that is, I mean, absolutely essential to living a faithful life for God. You're not going to make it without that. And too many of us, and I've been there, maybe you've been there before, too many of us just constantly look for solutions or we look for escape or we look for denial or to ignore something, or we look for distraction. And what I think the Lord so often is holding out to us is consolation. Man, I see all this. I know the cares of your heart are many. I see that. Within it, I offer you this, my consolations. Okay, so he says the consolation of the Lord cheers his soul. So it's a deep thing. There may not even be, listen, there may not even be a smile on his face right now. Do you hear me? Cares was hard or many consolations cheer my soul. You can have your soul cheered and you might not exactly just be grinning from ear to ear. There may be no jumping up and down. There may be no laughing. There could be, but maybe there isn't. Uh, sometimes you can have your soul cheered and it's just a deep, it's a heart thing. It's in your mind, it's a heart thing and it gives you the strength to go on. It brings that cheer, that bit you needed to keep going. And it's so important and it's so different than distraction, being cheered up by the world escape, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, why is he bringing this up? Will we have any, is there any way for us to know what kind of cares um, the psalmist is dealing with? We could deal with the entire psalm. That would probably be helpful, and, maybe, and you should do that. You know, when you have time, you go back, look at Psalm 94, and just see what all was going on. Um, but for us, let's just go back up to verse 16, and, and we'll read up to our verse and just see if we can figure out what might be going on. So who rises up for me against the wicked? All right, so he's got wicked people against him, and he wants to know who will help him. Who stands up for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. So there's our verse. So I love this, man. This entire thought, this whole piece here involves um, the, the author of the psalm in the midst of trouble, wicked people over against him, wondering, is he alone? If the Lord had not been my help, this would have taken him down. This would have been the end of him. And when he thought, I'm, I'm going down, that's what my foot slips means. It's like, man, I'm done. This is it for me. The steadfast love of the Lord held him up. And when the cares of his heart were many, the consolations cheered his soul. Okay. And he goes on to say that the wicked could not live with God. So, yeah, this is such a needful word, man, for me. I'm talking for me, and, and I have a feeling it probably is for you too. 
Um, I think it's important. So we always look, um, almost always look, um, where we can see Christ, where we can see Jesus in a verse, since Jesus said that all of the scriptures point towards him. And I never want to say that we are, you know, this scripture has this one thing to say about Jesus, you know, and here it is. I mean, no. I'm going to imagine and assume that there's a lot of ways this verse could point towards Christ that we're not going to see, but here's one way. Um, and I, and I really hope you'll hear me on this one because I think it's so important. Um, this is the life that Jesus lived. Okay. Jesus put himself in the midst of so many cares. <laughs> the cares of, of Jesus's heart were always so many and he never pretended not to see it. And he never kept just a positive attitude about it as that that was why he was able to maintain it he just always said no the father kept him his prom the promise in the lord his relationship with god that's what kept him and he just made that so clear and then he said to his disciples that he was passing that on to them he said my peace i give to you like do not let your hearts be troubled my peace i give to you not the not what the world gives Um, But my peace I give to you, that peace that passes all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus that only comes from being within these great cares that are in the world and giving them to God through prayer and giving them to God through lament and through going through a psalm like 94 and through worship and through um, so important to have fellowship with other believers, but it's honest fellowship, not everything better be okay fellowship, or let's get together and complain about how everything stinks fellowship, but honest fellowship where the the joys and the sorrows are shared. Then you will find the consolations of God, the same ones that Jesus experienced. Um, And so you watch him, he'll go through facing the cross, facing his death, facing um, how he would be betrayed by um, his friends and by his nation. And that weighed him down. That caused his heart to be greatly troubled. Okay, But within that, he turned to the Father constantly and oftentimes turned to his friends. Now, I, I'm cautious about saying that Jesus turned to his friends because, for one, all of his friends <laughs> left him alone in the end. But also, Jesus was pretty plain while he was on the earth that he knew ultimately he, he couldn't entrust himself to men because he knew it was in men's hearts. But that being said, without saying that he entrusted himself to them in an ultimate sense, it definitely seems like, I mean, I'm just so encouraged that Jesus just like turned to his friends like, Peter, John, be with me right now. I would love it if you guys would come with me. Um, would you come pray with me? I, you know, I just think that's awesome. And you see Jesus do it quite often. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Psalm 94, uh, verse 19. Great verse, great psalm. You guys check it out and let me know what you think. We'll see you next time.